for the lead. Straya, how are you going? How you going? That's right, it's NBA Straya. It's Friday. More like Friday. TGIF. That's it, we're getting on the beers. Freedom Day, Victoria. That's right, October 22. You little ripper. I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a writer sometimes. Rolling Stone, Triple J. Whoever else wants to pay me that sweet, sweet folding stuff here. In no longer lockdown, Larry Armour Studios. Oh, but bro, you still got to wear your mask as Sergeant Anyway, hanging out, giving you the lowdown, all the ins and outs of the NBA season, because it's back. Basketball is back. I love it. It's here, opening week. Uh, and that's right. Remember, we're here repping Australia just a little bit. That's what we do here on NBA Australia. That might surprise you. <laughs> uh, and also, we don't take things too seriously. We uh, leave that for all the nerds. Jeez, they love that serious shit, don't they? Either way, we've got the last couple of teams making their debut today. And we also got to the end of the NBA 75 list. Some rippers on there. So we'll talk about that a little bit in three games. So that means a juicy slab of that's not a knife. Old mate, no mate. Spud of an eye, better than Lonzo Ball. And of course, you knows. The unpopular opinion of the day. Outback Takehouse. We were serving up a flank grill take. And of course, don't forget it's Friday. That means the return of Dickhead of the Week. Woo! Uh, we're going to throw in a Shane Hill Shooter Shoot Shoot Your Shot Light Em Up Award. Australian Player Watch, and the NBA Australia Game Previews and Picks for the entire weekend ahead, and there are some belters this weekend. And we'll finish off the week with a new Greenies Green Thumb, Greenies Green Tips for Greener Living. (laughs) Because why not? All right, episode 683 of NBA Australia. The season's here. Let's go. This is Matthew Delvedover, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack! Oh, you better, you better watch out for the chuck attack again. If you're Ben Simmons, oh geez, just keeps copping it. Uh, interestingly enough, the shark attack though, uh, Shaq did come out and say, "Look, if uh, LeBron's got the rings." And he ends up with the most points ever. Then he could be the GOAT, which is pretty fascinating. So watch out for the Shaq attack if you're Michael Jordan. Anyway, let's start today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Australia. Keeping you up to date with the daily whip around. Boom! Ben Simmons, as mentioned, getting dragged again. Because uh, it turns out he's not going to play in the uh, Sixers' second game either. I believe the injury report reads, Ben Simmons, oh, a bit of a sook. <laughs> Jesus. So let's get into it. Uh, back discomfort. Mentally not ready. That's what happens when you lose your spine, I guess. Uh, but Ben Simmons described discomfort in his back to Sixers staff on Thursday. He's like, oh, my back's a bit sore. And they went, all right, give us a look. He had brief treatment before the medical staff cleared him to work out, and then he fucking bounced. He left without doing any on-court activity, apparently, according to reports. So then Shams tweeted out as well, uh, ben Simmons is currently not mentally ready to play for the team and was receiving treatment on his back today due to ramp-up process. He will miss Friday's home opener versus Nets and is not expected to play for an undetermined period of time. 
Chuck obviously went into that. There are only two bonds in pro sports, the locker room and fans, and he's burned both of those bridges. Kind of like that. It's a really well uh, well put and succinct point. Uh, the thing that gets me, though, and I had this on one of our social media posts today, the fact that it's now the mental health aspect of this fucking grinds my gears. Don't fucking do it. Look, having mental health problems is fucking hard enough without some goddamn NBA star deciding that, oh, the easy way for me to basically come up with an excuse is to then lean on mental health stuff when, I don't know, if you're going to be fucking like really all about this, then be honest from the start and say when you're skipping out of the boomers uh, camp and then missing Tokyo, say, look, I'm under a lot of pressure. I'm dealing with some mental health struggles at the moment. I've got some family stuff going on. And guess what? I've said this from the fucking start. We'd all be behind you. We'd all be behind Philly fans would be like, you know what? Ah, we have been a bit hard on him. He's struggling a bit. Shit. Mate, well, Philly fans, to be honest, they probably wouldn't do that. They're Philly fans. But at the same time, everybody else would be sort of looking at him with a little bit of an understanding eye. The way he's gone about it, though, uh, chucking his toys out of the cot, Asking for a trade, well, demanding a trade, I love that. With four years left on your contract, getting paid $33 million a year, it doesn't exactly engender too much fucking sympathy. And then, as the season's about to start, it's like, mentally, oh, jeez, I'm not ready. I'm not mentally ready to play for the team, bro. And, of course, I have absolute fucking sympathy and empathy for anybody who's ever, ever dealing with mental health problems. What I fucking hate is people leaning on mental health and using that as an excuse when really, if they're not being honest to people, uh, it seems very disingenuous at fucking best, you know? So that's where I sort of stand on this. I don't like it. I think it's a bit shit. It's fucking gross. Don't do this bullshit with the back either then, Ben. You know what I'm saying? Don't come and go, oh, my back's a bit sore. Also, my head's a bit weird. I'm not mentally in the right place. Just say that you're mentally not in the right place and leave it at that. Mental health is a real fucking problem and it will be treated as such. Don't you go out there and fucking belittle it this way as well. That is gross. I hate it. Right, that's enough of that shit. Until we go back to it later. Uh, (laughs) The NBA 75, the third reveal, the final reveal. We're going to talk about this again later, but we had the holdovers from NBA 50. We had Elgin, Baylor, Dave Bing... Uh, Cunningham, DeBashir, Maravich, Monroe, Shaq, uh, Dolph Shays, uh, and uh, Lenny Wilkins. And they had the new additions to the NBA 75. Ray Allen, Carmelo, Anthony, Curry, Steph, Anthony Davis? Question mark. LeBron James, Jason Kidd, Kawhi. <laughs> Dame Lillard, Bob McAdoo, which was a nice little rewriting of uh, history. I like that. And same with Dominique Wilkins. Uh, Reggie Miller, which was very nice. And there's obviously a very touching moment where Reggie finds out from the NBA on TNT inside the NBA crew. Ernie, Chuck, Shaq, Kenny are telling Reggie, and Reggie's like, oh my god, shit, I made it? That's unreal. So good on him. Gary Payton, Paul Pierce, Dennis Rodman, D. Wade, Russell Westbrook is the last one there. And if you've added all this up over the last three days, you probably haven't, it's 76 names. So when they say NBA 75, they actually mean NBA 76. I love it. I love it. Of course, there are some snubs. No D-Rose, no Joker, the only two MVPs not to make the list. Uh... 
Dwight Howard, Tracy McGrady, Vince Carter, Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker, and of course, Matthew Dellavedova. So, in terms of the actual snubs, I feel like this obviously, you know, snubs is a weird one, but when it comes to NBA 75, I feel like Manu should have been in there. Dame has made a lot of all NBA teams already. Russell has won an MVP and uh, neither of them won titles. That's fine. But Dwight and Manu, I feel like we might have a bit of a case here. Dwight had three defensive player of the years, eight all NBA teams, five first teams. Like, that's 25th all time. That's gnarly. Like, Dwight was the best player at his position for a huge amount of time, for basically, what, a decade? Insane stuff. So, and Manu was literally one of the uh, absolute architects of, you know, well, a big part of at least 15 years of a 20-year dynasty. So it's pretty, pretty crazy. For Damon Rusty to get in there, even Anthony Davis over Dwight seems a bit of an interesting one because I don't know if Anthony Davis ever impacted the NBA sans LeBron, the amount that Dwight did um, in his peak. So... I don't know, a couple of arguments there. I'm fine with Vince and T-Mac not making it because in terms of impact and injuries, you actually look at their careers and there were absolute crazy peaks, but the troughs were quite large and injuries and circumstance kind of derailed them both a little bit. Where Look, Vince played for a million years, obviously, but at the same time, like begged his way out of Toronto, angered his entire fan base. And never quite hit the uh, heights that we sort of had for him, you know, post-Jordan. Vince was the guy. He could have been the guy, and he wasn't quite the guy. And the fact that he turned into an amazing role player really sort of smoothed out his image over the last sort of, I don't know, five to eight years of his career where you're like, ah, but he's a good dude now. He grew up. And you're like, yeah, that's good. People change. But at the same time, when you take his career as a whole, you can sort of see like a very strange... What are they called? Sine waves. There you go. Um, <laughs> the parabola. <laughs> parabola. Love it. So, yeah, look, I'm okay with those guys not making, but Dwight's just sort of struck, stuck in my craw just that little bit. And so did Manu. Look, I think no doubt Dame and Rusty long-term, especially if we find out what happens with uh, Rusty this year. Who knows what could happen, but just sort of uh, a little bit worried about that, you know? Just leave it up in the air before me. I'm just a bit worried, a bit, a bit weirded out. I thought Dwight should have made it. Manu probably could have made it as well. Maybe even Tony Parker, who knows. All right, let's go get to the game wraps, which are brought to you by... Oh, mate, it's bloody Manscaped. That's right, support for NBA Strayer is brought to you by Manscaped, who are the men's below-the-belt champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. And Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. I love the Lawnmower 4.0. It's four times better than the 1.0. All across Australia and New Zealand. So, boom, the 4.0 is here. You can join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for you, NBA Australia listener. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code Australia at manscaped.com. Seriously, look, I'm not screwing around. Uh... I absolutely love, love the lawnmower. I'm one of the first people to try the new 4.0. I was blown away by it. Look, when it comes down to bells and whistles, sometimes you just need some really simple stuff that just works. It's got a light, and it's got the amazing, amazing ceramic blade where you're not nicking yourself 
You're reducing your grooming accidents thanks to the SkinScape tech. SkinScape? It's like Christopher Scape. SkinScape technology. So you'll feel confident shaving your boys. Oh, look, and I'll tell you, I've mentioned this a couple of times. Look, you'll be there taking care of business, and boom, if you get a nick, you just feel like an idiot. Get the Manscaped. You'll sort yourself out right then. The light alone makes life a lot easier. It has trim guards. It's got everything. It's got wireless charging. Look, and I'll tell you what. If you've been shaving your face with the same trimmer you use on your nuts, what are you doing? You're doing it wrong. That's not living. That's surviving. No one wants pubes in their mouth or where their pubes have been to be around their own mouth. What are you doing? It's gross. So it's time to get your own ball hair and body hair trimmer with Manscaped to make me time the best time and enhance your confidence with some nice, smooth boyos. There you go. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code Strayer at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. So 20% off free shipping with the code Strayer at manscaped.com. That's 20% off for free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code Strayer. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for your jewels and the right job with Manscaped. All right, let's do it. What do you reckon? Should we get into the game raps? Game raps, game raps, game raps, game raps, game raps, game raps. The game raps for today. That's right, we had three awesome games, uh, two of which were not very awesome. So let's fly through them. Atlanta hosting Dallas 113. They kicked the shit out of the Mavs 87. Uh, This was a fun tight one early, I'll tell you that much. Then Atlanta blew the fucking doors off it in the third quarter. The Mavs' non-existence defense and interior defense specifically really bit him in the ass. Like, suddenly, Trey's just throwing lobs with complete impunity. Capella's dunking everything. John Collins is getting to the paint at will. DeAndre, Hannah, was just knocking in stuff inside and out. Then Trey went off at the end of the third, just, like, capped it all off with eight straight, and then suddenly it's a 20-point game. You turned around, it was 20 points. Like, what just happened? And this is going to be one of those things about Dallas all year. Look, we're going to talk about this a little bit later as well. But they go into the fourth. The Dallas D can't step up. Luka can't do it. They're down 40 at points. Like, this is just wild. They end up losing by 26. Um, but no one could get going for Dallas, right? And that goes for their defense. It goes for their offense. And look, they sh- look. They shot 33%. And I'll tell you what, Jalen Brunson, Trey Burke, and Greeny Green are the only ones that go above 40%. Like the new dudes like Reggie Bullock, he went 1 of 5. Sterling Brown went 1 of 5. Uh, one of five, yep. Yeah. <laughs> Use your words. I mean, Frankie Nidalekina went 0 of 2. And it's one of those ones where you're like, I feel like Greeny needs a little bit more run. The Aussie Josh Green. But anyway, look, the Hawks were awesome. Hunter is a menace. He is so tough to get by on defense. And when you play a team like Dallas, where it's like, you know, Luke is going to have the ball in his hand a lot. And if it's not, it's going to be Tim Hardaway. And if you've got a dude like DeAndre Hunter, you've got Cam Reddish, you've got all these lanky, lengthy wings, even Kevin fucking Witter. Look, you can do a lot of damage. Bogdan, look, Trey and Bogdan didn't really need to go off or anything. They just, death by a thousand cuts. They found the open man. They played awesome. And we talked about this in the preview for this game yesterday and actually about Atlanta in the season preview. They're fucking deep. They've got a lot of good NBA players on this roster now, and they are looking dangerous. I love it. So the Mavs, look, Luca had 18, 11, and 7. He shot 16, uh, 6 of 17, though. Two of seven from deep. The extreme Zingamil was not extreme today, I'll tell you that much. The extreme Zingamil. He was not supercharged. Supercharged Zingerberger. He was four of 13 for 11 points. Four turnovers, zero assists. Thanks for coming, Zinger. But look, 
it was a weird game because he did show flashes and you're like, that's the zing you want. And then it just... He has a really hard time generating easy buckets. And when you're seven foot two, seven foot three, that is just a head scratcher. Hardaway, the less red 14. Brunson was the lone bright spot elsewhere for the Mavs. He had 17, three and three. Greeny got out there for four minutes at the end, which is nice. You love a good Dallas blowout, so Greeny gets some run. Uh, for the Hawks, all their starters are in double digits. Trey had 19 and 14 assists. I think he had 12 assists in this third quarter alone. Absolutely crushed it, led from the front. You love to see that. Bogdan had 11. Um, and he's also just that dangerous sort of floater for them, right? I love him. I love watching him play because, you know, he's just waiting for his moment. And then, bang! Uh, 12 and 13 for Clint Capella. DeAndre Hunter had 11. Uh, John Collins at a tall cocktail went 16 and 9. Reddish was awesome off the bench. He had 20 and just looks big now too. So after a couple of years of, you know, injuries here and there, he looks like he's just gotten fucking bigger. He is built. He's rangy, but he's built. And I absolutely love Cam Reddish. So there's a great... Even rookie Josh Johnson got in there. Hit two threes, had six points. So Dallas, absolutely full on their faces in their season open. Atlanta, up one zip. You love to see that. Dallas, 0-1. Milwaukee, it's not our gonkin for the good land today. They got absolutely shit-pumped by Miami, 137-95. It wasn't even that close, but Jimmy, that's 42 points, bro. Yeah, <laughs> tell you what, it should have been 60. Uh, no Giroud, no Lopez. If I had have known that, I wouldn't have picked Milwaukee yesterday. Uh, the Bucks just got straight punked. It was 40-17 after the first, and look, Milwaukee made a little bit of a run. I think they got it down to like 13 or so. <laughs> Miami dropped like a 16-zip run on them in the second quarter and just blew this one wide open. It was like garbage time for the entire second half. It was a 31-point lead for the Heat. There was a 29 lead at the half, 72-43. And I think at that point, Butts, Bam, and Hero all had 14s. Uh, the Bucks, I think, had started 4 of 23 from downtown. Midi was horrible, and it didn't get any better. <laughs> it was like 85-49 midway through the third quarter, and then it got worse. It was 105-69 at the three-quarter break. 36 points. You're just sitting there going, what is happening? And, you know, you're looking at that 105-69, you're like, oh, the game's over already, isn't it? And it's like, no, that's three-quarter time. And then they just ran it out. So good on them. The Bucks shot 38%. They had 15 turnovers. Just no one could hit a shot. Giannis was 15 and 10. He went 4 of 11. Mitty went 4 of 14. George Hill, Grace and Allen, they didn't step up. Mamu Kelly-Shivili, uh, Kelly Sarkis, they were fine. But without Giroux, without Lopez... Uh, without your Donte Di Vincenzo and uh, Paddy Connaughton not firing either. Just nothing there for the Bucks. The Heat, they look great uh, unveiling their new lineups. It was kind of fun. Big Boudicar, Larry. He had 5.6 assists, rolled his ankle, shot one of eight. Not entirely covering himself with glory, but they didn't really need him today. Uh, Bam had 20 points, 13 rebounds. Jimmy Butts had 21, 4 and 6, just looking on the Ben Simmons situation going, I fucking told you so. Anyway, and there goes my hero, Tyler Hero. 10 of 18 from the floor, 4 of 8 from downtown. He's like, remember what I said in the offseason? Oh, it should be the same conversation as Trey and Luca, and you all laughed at me. Well, fuck you, Jimmy. 27 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists. He's back, baby. And I tell you, he was also pretty good on this team. Dwayne, dead man, 13 and 9. He was great. Milwaukee now dropped to 1-1 one one at Miami. 1-zip. And then finally, an absolute belter of a game after two shit shows. Thank God for the Warriors Clippers. Warriors win this 115-113. 
This game was absolutely nuts from the get-go. Steph had 25 points in the first quarter and didn't miss a shot. I'll say they get 25 points in the first quarter and didn't miss a shot. He went 9 of 9 from the floor, 2 of 2 from the free throw line, hit five threes. It was remarkable. Then Paul George pulled the Clippers all the way back in the second quarter because he had 16, and boom, the Clippers were right back in it after being down 19, and then the second half was an absolute dogfight. Draymond had fell down and like um, hurt his wrist. He's like out there flexing it and stuff. He missed like six free throws. I think it was one of seven. And um, it sort of got down to like the last four or five minutes. And you're like, anyone who hits like more than two shots in a row here might actually go on to win this one. And every time that the Clippers sort of, I think the Clippers got up eight. It was like 98-90. Warriors pegged it all the way back, got ahead. Clippers fought back, got ahead again. And then the Warriors, right at the end, we got Steph nailing a massive three after being more than quiet for a little while. And then Bledsoe misses a three that would have, I believe, either tied it back up or uh, put the Clippers ahead. Steph goes back up the other way and basically nails a long bomb three from the fucking logo to give the Warriors the lead. You're like, what is happening? It was crazy. Uh, And then we basically have another shot missed uh, by by the Clippers, right? And Draymond gets a layup. They go up four. Paul George hits a massive three to extend the possessions right at the death. The Clippers have to... Foul Steph. He nails both free throws. The Warriors, they're up three, and they do the smart thing and foul. Good on him. On the inbounds, two Zoobs. As Reggie Miller is calling the entire play, it's like, oh, they'll throw it long to Zoobs, and he'll either give it left or right, and away you go. It's exactly what happened, but they fouled Zoobs on the inbounds. He hits one free throw, misses the second. They can't get the rebound on the scramble. Game over. An absolute belter. Warriors. Looking good. Paul George had 29, 10, and 6. Uh, gave him a chance at the end. Just not quite enough. And you're like, wow, that big three that he hit, though, to just give them a sniff right at the end was huge. But Bledsoe letting them down about with a minute to go really fucked them. So Bledsoe ends up with 22 points, 10 of 16. It's the classic Bledsoe, though. When the going gets tough, the Bledsoe gets the fuck out of there. <laughs> you know, I don't want to be here anymore. Uh, T-Man, T-Man, 11 points. Reggie Jackson went 4 of 19. 4 of 19. Reggie Jackson, 11.6 assists. Need a little bit more than 4 of 19. Don't you to win a game. Mook Morris, he had 10. Duckman had 7 points. Luke Kennard, but just not enough to get over the top of the Warriors. Steph went 16 of 25, 18 of 13 from downtown. 45 big points. 10 rebounds, 6 turnovers. Jordan Poole had 4 of 14 shooting for his 9 points. Wigo was good. Old Andrew Wiggins. I don't like his idea that he's like, hey, fuck it, I'm going to take over at the end of this game. I'm Andrew Wiggins, turned the ball over, gave the Clippers a shot. A bit of a uh, worry, but he had 17-6-3. Draymond uh, got the layup right at the end end that put them ahead for good. It was massive because the play was broken. Looked like there was nothing going to come out of it. Draymond goes up, gets it in. He had, what, 10-6-7. And And, uh, a couple of threes from Damian Lee. Otto Porter was pretty funny. We'll talk about him later. Belly Belita helped with 6 of 6. Iggy had 4 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists, a steal and a block in only 24 minutes, and then got hurt seemingly towards the end of this. It looked like he's hammy or a glute, or he just got a really bad nut tap. No one was entirely sure, and off they went. So, a bit of a weird one. Clippers, 0-1 to start the season. Your Golden State Warriors, though. 2 and zip! Woo! Need to get Will the Thrill Magnet back out there. ASOMP. All right, let's do an NBA Australia approved performance of the night. 
Jimmy, bro, do you think it was the bloke who scored 25 points without missing a shot in the first quarter and ended up with 45, man? Yep. Steph Curry, just, there are amazing things in sport and few of them top seeing Steph Curry just be on one. He's just on one and you're like, this is delightful. I am delighted. I am laughing. Like, that's all you can do when you watch him and you're like, I'm just, this is just funny, isn't it? Just look at him go. He's just dropping in threes from the logo. Isn't that great? 45 points, 10 rebounds. That's his first career 45 and 10 game. He had 10 rebounds in back-to-back games. I think that's the first time he's done that. But eight threes, absolutely crushed it. And this was like one of those 100% trap games, which is why I picked the Clippers yesterday. Uh, I think that's still covered because I think we had them plus three and a half. But it was one of those games where Steph shot like shit in the first game. We all saw that. And they still won. Steph caught himself out. And you knew that he was going to come out firing. But Jesus, 25 straight points. Well, 25 points without missing. Absolutely insane. Loved it, loved it, loved it. And really, there is no finer sight, really, in the NBA than Steph Curry just going, oh, yeah, might have a good one today. So there you go. That might be the NBA Australian pre-performance of the night. Pretty bloody easily, because those first two games were shit house. Anyway, spot of the night. Spot of the night. As you might expect, expect after a couple of shit games, there's a couple of guys who are out there vying for it. What about the uh, supercharged zinger meal? Supercharged Zingerberger. 4 of 13. As mentioned, 0 assists versus 4 turnovers in his 11 points. Brutal students there. Dorian Finney-Smith goes 2 of 12 for the Mavs. Gross! What are you doing, Dorian? 1 of 6 from downtown. 4 fouls. He was a minus 21. Jordan Nuora for the Bucks. 3 of 12. 2 of 6 from downtown for his 11 points. But he did a little bit of other stuff, so... Not a bad showing for uh, Jordan Nuora, who's feeling himself after Game 1, which is pretty good. And Justin Robinson... Went 1 of 7 and 1 of 6 for 3 uh, for a minus 35 for the Bucks. That's a tough one. And, of course, I already mentioned it. Reggie Jackson, 4 of 19. He went 3 of 9 from downtown, which means that he went 1 of 10 on every other shot. What are you doing, Reggie? Jesus, that is brutal. Uh, he had 6 assists, only 1 turnover, but was still, you know, just brutal. <laughs> Four of 19. Woo! Good job, Reggie. Who's old mate, no mates, Jimmy? Old mate, no mates. 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 Who's got no mates today? Well, look, every time Ty Lu is losing a game, it does look like he's sort of just always looking around, looking a little bit panicked, just waiting for Alan Iverson to step over him again, isn't he? Just a weird look on his face the entire time. Uh, Obviously, Ben Simmons, old mate, no mates as well. All his teammates hate him. And now he's got fucking NFL players coming after him. Philly NFL players, not even just the basketball team. They're all ganging up on him. Jason Kelsey, just play better man. This city will love you. Yep. I mean, he's not wrong. If you go out there, fucking grow a pair, run out there with your teammates... This is it. That's how you win people back over. You're a man on a fucking island at this point, Ben. Uh, pantsing of the night. Very bad, 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 very, very bad, bad. Well, I mean, this is just the Mavs and the Bucks. Like, they literally just got pants. The Mavs was probably worse because it was on national TV, whereas the Bucks, at least, uh, just playing Miami, down in Miami, 
and they've already played so far, so they know that they can come out and they can beat Brooklyn. But without Giroud, without Brooke, they got absolutely thoroughly pantsed. But the Mavs, like, that was even more of an embarrassment. They've got a new coach. They've got a couple of new faces around there. They're feeling good. Luca's going to win the MVP. Bang! Trey and the Hawks go, fuck you, pantsed. That's 100% like the, uh, you're going up there, you're about to get your school captain award, and the principal, like, goes to the actual other kid next to you, goes, nah, get him. They dack you. They give the school captain award to the other kid, and the principal kicks you off the podium. <laughs> That's how bad it goes. That was a tough one, I'll tell you that much. Uh, who was better than Lonzo Ball, Jimmy? Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you're going to get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. You're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. I'll give this to T-Man. Uh, 39 minutes a day on a you know losing effort, but he had 11 points. In terms of uh, dudes who actually had a big impact for the Clippers, he was a plus six in his 39 minutes, which is pretty gnarly considering they were down 19. And he ends up with 11 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, and a steal. He shot 4 of 7 and 2 of 4 from downtown. But more importantly, uh, put Steph Curry in like the hurt locker for large swathes of this game. Where Steph is like, I'm going to burn this fucking place to the ground. And T-Man's like, oh, please don't. And gave it a bit of a shot. And then when Bledsoe was trying to check him or Reggie Jackson was trying to check him, Steph would just like fucking destroy T-Man. I absolutely love that display. So good on him. And in terms of other young dudes, I mean... There wasn't a giant amount to write home about today. <laughs> there just wasn't. It was weird. You had just like a bunch of young dudes. So how about we give this to our old mate, what was his name? Joshy, Joshy Johnson. Josh Johnson. Jalen Johnson. That's right. I said Josh earlier. Didn't know what I'm doing. Jalen Johnson, the uh, first round pick for the Hawks. Kekar today made his debut, scored six points, went two, uh, made two threes, looking good. He came out and scored, like, straight away, which is pretty gnarly. Uh, so good on him. You love, love, love to see that. Two or three from downtown in four minutes. Six points, four minutes. Better than Lonzo Ball. And finally, the most obvious and easy award, probably in the history of NBA Australia. Let's do it. Dickhead of the Week. Oh, is it the bloke who's having a massive fucking sook? Rocking up to practice in his trackies with his phone in his pocket and then cracking the sads with his fucking coach. And they go, oh, God, we'll go home then. I don't even care. I'm a back sore. I'm a back sore. I don't even care. Oh, I'm dealing with mental health issues. Oh, Ben Simmons, grow a fucking pair and grow up. All right. Yenaz, right after this one. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. All right, let's do some Yanaz. They are brought to you by thedailyliquor.com from East North Brewing. If you're in Melbourne, lockdown's over. Got plenty of picnics to go to. You're probably going to go visit some mates at their house because you can do that again. But don't bother going to the bottle I Bring the bottle to you. Go to thedailyliquor.com. Have a look at all their amazing beers, wines, cocktails, all the good stuff, and they'll bring it to your door. Rona free. Uh, that is awesome. Their beers are incredible. The cocktails are great. The wines, old mate is all over the wines at the moment. I'll tell you that much. And if you're banging the code STRAYER, 
you'll get a free six-pack of the Dos Blocos XPA on your mate Jimmy with the code Strayer. Boom. Free beers. So, it's from the Metro Melbourne area. Same-day delivery if you order before noon. Go get around thedailyliquor.com right now. Bang in that code Strayer. Get a sixer on your mate Jimmy. Drink some beer, O's. Or me. Right. Jimmy. Yeah, Nas. Let's do it. We take a bunch of NBA storylines. Decide whether more yeah or more nah. Number one, should we worry about any team? Any team before the end of the first week, month, whatever. Yeah, nah. I mean, technically, of course, nah. But technically is also a very different way of saying nerd shit. So I kind of want to say yeah, because if you watch that Mavs game, you're like, well, these guys are a fucking rabble. And yes, it's a new coach, a few new faces, new systems. People try to figure it out. But if you look at the shot chart, you're like, oh, wow. Jason Kidd is really fucking all about just, hey, man, get to the uh, mid-range. That's that's where you make more points. And I was like, Jason, that's exactly the wrong thing. That's not right at all. Uh, there was a great stat about how the Mavs all last season were basically taking 25 uh, shots a game that weren't basically threes or at the rim. And they were already up to 22, I believe, halfway through the second quarter. So, yeah, not ideal. I'd be packing my Dax if I was a Mavs fan. And I'd also be looking to make some money off it by figuring out the odds of Jason Kidd being the first coach fired this year. Because <laughs> you know the Cuban is sitting there going, I'm not wasting a fucking season of Lucas Prime seeing what we can do with the Zinger. And if they get halfway through the season and they're shit, see ya. Like, what's a bit of money to Cuban? He doesn't give a fuck. Um, but at the same time, look. Next one is, Jimmy, it's one game. Isn't that an overreaction? Yeah, nah. Yes, of course it is. Of course it's an overreaction. But how else are you meant to react to a 26-point drubbing in a season opener on national TV where your team didn't even come fucking close to looking like they're on the same page? You know what I'm saying? Like, Luke is meant to be an MVP candidate this year. And, of course, they will be fine. You know, like their base level is just going to be wildly competent purely because Luca is fucking good at basketball. But I'll tell you what, the J-Kid experiment in Brooklyn where he basically lucked into having a lineup that worked, and I'm I'm there, I'm watching every single game. The first half of that season was an absolute shit show where J-Kid had zero clue what he was doing. Then Brook Lopez gets hurt, so they're forced to play KG at center. And it all clicked from there. They make the playoffs, uh, make the second round. And from there on in, he forces his way over to Milwaukee, and we all know what happened there. He basically tried to fuck up Giannis's career, had zero clue what he was doing. Everyone hated him, and he was out. Then he goes to the Lakers, goes through the rehab, the image rehab of like, nah, I'm a really good coach. Everybody loves and respects what I'm doing. Meanwhile, the Mavs fight. Well, they move on. Well, Rick Carlisle leaves, goes to Indy. And the Mavs bring in Jason Kidd, whose track record, let's just say, is spotty at very fucking best. Third time lucky, maybe. Third time a fail, who knows. It's one game, you can't overreact, but wow, it's going to be an interesting next two weeks for the Mavs. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Speaking of which, interesting couple of weeks. Do you believe Daryl Morey? What do you reckon? Strap in, boyos. He said today, you think, you're going to think I'm kidding or I'm not. This could go on for four years. We're in the prime of Joel's career. Either Ben Simmons is playing for us or we have to get back a difference maker. Yeah, nah. Do you reckon Daryl Morey will just wait out, wait out his contract? Nah. Obviously not four years. 
That was some nice uh, hyperbole there from Daryl Morey. Love to see that. That's just drawing his land, uh, <laughs> drawing his line in the sand. His land in the sign. Jesus, land in the sign. Is that like an island in the sign river? Um, but the point is, this is Daryl Morey going. Look, we're not going to fucking just trade him for nothing. Fuck your peanuts off. We need a difference maker. That's more the important part. And this is how it's going to go, right? They'll hold on until the trade deadline at the latest. Then they'll see that they'll call the difference maker as whatever picks they get on top of whatever role player types they get. But look, as I predicted at the start of the season, there will be the panic team who will panic trade for Ben and this will all fuck off and we'll all be happy and it'll probably happen the next three weeks. So just... Settle down with the four-year talk. And finally, does Kawhi <laughs> feel good about that game today? Yeah, nah. I'm fascinated by what's going to happen with the Clippers this year. Because they were exactly who I thought they'd be today. you got Paul George. you got heady vets around him. They're going to be in a lot of games, right? They could be right in the thick of the playoff race. Kawhi could then just laugh his way in and be a fun guy and make them a contender out of absolutely fucking nowhere. And nobody knows if it could happen three months from now, six months from now, a year from now. Like, it's Kawhi. He's just the man of mystery. No one knows what's going to happen. That's hilarious. Uh, So I'm going to say that Kawhi doesn't come back this year. I mean, he's already locked in all his money. What does he care? From all evidence, he cares very little. (laughs) So fuck that. So Paul George is going to have this Herculean task of carrying this fucking team all year. And then he's going to get blamed for like being shit next year when Kawhi's back or something. You know, not for nothing, like Kawhi abandoned him when he maybe could have come back after a uh, slight tear to his ACL. But at the same time, like Kawhi, this is what happens. Kawhi is so secretive. No one knows where he's at, if he's rehabbing, when he could be back, none of that sort of stuff. So, question mark. Unpopular opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me. Uh, look at me. The NBA 50 list, I don't know. I kind of feel like we could have done without a couple of them. <laughs> Did we have to bring all of them? I mean, I get the I get the idea. It's like, oh, well, they were the 50 best players at that point, so what happened? Nothing would have changed. Like They're still the 50 best 50 of the 50 years. Like I don't know. I feel like some of the people who've come in the next 25 years might be a little bit better than some of those 50 were in the first 50, you know what I'm saying? Uh, But it was, what a dog's breakfast this was. What a shitty rollout. I think they did an absolutely rubbish job of this, the NBA. Like, just come out and say, we're adding 25 players to NBA 50 and boom, everyone knows what to expect. Instead, you've got 25 in one day, 25 in another day, and then like 5 and 20 in one other day, all mixed in with zero context beyond, oh, these are the 75 best players. Because it's our 75th year, do you get it? It's like, okay. What does it mean? So, oh, they're good. <laughs> How are you going to announce it? Oh, we'll put it on Twitter. Oh, it'll be on the telly. Nah, it'll be good, trust me. And it was fucking horrible. It's like someone half-assed like a uh, school presentation, basically, kind of vibes. It's like, oh, well, I've got a slide sheet. It's like, we've done 75 slides of all the pictures of everybody you made. It isn't that good. It's like, that didn't take long. <laughs> you put extra, absolutely zero extra work into this. And it's almost a bit of a slap into the face of all the other people who did make it. And then the fact that it's 76 rather than 75 is just fucking hilarious. Oh, there is a tie. Really? You just didn't want to cut somebody off? Just get rid of Westbrook. No one would have given a fuck. 
You know what I'm saying? Or Dame. Even though they are very good. Still. Uh, let's do an Outback Takehouse. It's Friday at Outback. You know what that means? Ice cold 4 for 1 TGIF Foster's Oil Drum cans full of icy cold Foster's Lager. That's right. No prick back in Australia drinks this horse piss because that's what it is. Actual horse piss. But it's icy cold and you get 4 for 1 in an oil drum can. Only at Outback. And today's Flame Grill takes up. If the Mavs can get the zinger going, they're still going to win the title. Only at Outback. I don't know about that one. The other one is, not only did Otto Porter Jr. look like the spitting image of Wilt Chamberlain in today's game, wearing the throwback Golden State Warriors uniforms, if you took Otto Porter Jr. back in a time machine today to 1966, he'd put up numbers just like Wilt. Only... At Outback. One of those fascinating aspects of the NBA 75 was like judging eras. And the 75 was particularly interesting, I think, because you do have the 50, which Dominic Wilkins missed out on hilariously, and Bob McAdoo in the first go-round. And you think about, well, Bob McAdoo would have dominated had he been playing in 1962, you know? And then you think about Otto Porter, and you go, well, Will Chamberlain in 1966 is out there averaging just absolutely mind-boggling numbers. What would Otto Porter be if you put him back in 1966? It's like my fucking long-adhered-to idea of, like, if you transported Nerland's Noel back to 1961, he's Bill Russell. You know what I'm saying? He just doesn't have the maybe the same will to win. But maybe his agent doesn't shaft him out of so much money, you know what I'm saying? But either way... Um, Fascinating ideas. Otto Porter, though, just go back and have a look at that game and just go, holy shit. Are you sure that your dad is Otto Porter Sr.? <laughs> Stay and play a watch after this. This is Shane Hill, and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, what do Chris Paul... NASA Commander Scott Kelly and Reddit co-founder Alexis O'Hanian have in common. Well, they've all got their amazing experiences all laid out for you to listen to on Knowable. That's right. It's a new app where the world's top experts teach new skills in bite-sized audio courses. It's like Spotify for learning stuff. I love it. The squid hates it. He's like, Dad, Thomas and Friends story time or fuck off. And I'm like, I'm the adult here. I'm going to put on what I want. And then he screams, he yells, he throws his toast. The dog eats his toast, and then I put on Thomas and Friends story time. But either way, the bloke from NASA teaches you about space. Chris Paul talks about plant-based lifestyles, and Alexis Ohanian, the Reddit co-founder, teaches you how to launch a startup. There's a, over 100 other experts waiting to teach you something new and knowable, so go download it from the App Store today. Bang in the code Strayer and get 20% off knowable. Go get smart today. I love it. Get smart like me, Jimmy. All right. So, Australian Play Watch today is very quick, very easy. Greeny, Josh Green got out there today. And played four minutes for the Mavs in that blowout loss to Atlanta. He scored two points. Went one or two from the floor. Love that. Good to see him out there. And as I said earlier, like Sterling Brown has brought in Reggie Bullock. Look, they're vets. We understand that. But at the same time, get Greeny out there some more, Mavs. What are you doing? You're absolutely bloody killing me. All right. But in the meantime, this is an easy one today. Let's do a uh, bit of a Shane Hill. Shoot a shoot. Shoot your shot. Praise the Lord, for I'm healed. It is the Shane Heal. Shoot is shoot. 
Shoot your shot. Light him up award. I mean, it's pretty easy today. Like, Steph didn't miss for the first quarter. 25 points without missing. That was absolutely fucking awesome. And I believe the idea behind the uh, Shane Hill shoot a shoot, shoot your shot, light him up award is that's exactly right. That's the, that's the Shane Hill effect. That's the go out, be the hammer, and absolutely kick some ass and take some names. And Steph did that to an absolutely terrifyingly hilarious degree today. I mean, the fact is, like, 25 points after one quarter, he's like, oh, see that 75 on the ground? I might score that. Ends up only with 45, but at the same time, jeez, jeez, what is he doing? Absolutely crushed it. 9-9 from the floor, 5-5 from three, 2-2 from the free throws, just 25 points in that first quarter. That was absolutely crazy. Ends up finishing with 45. Goes 8 of 13 from downtown. Just absolutely nuts. But I think what solidified this one was that no one else had a better display today, obviously. But that last three where he's just lined it up from about the logo and went, nah, fuck it, don't care. Bang! It was just utterly ridiculous. Utterly, patently, completely ridiculous and I loved every bloody second of it so there you go that's the Shane Hill shoot a shoot shoot your shot light him up award for today how about a Patty Mills game day ball or game day Twitter check in Jimmy I enjoyed this one from Jingles yesterday Jingles basically out there tweeting about some um, you know a fundraising lunch out there in Utah at the moment out in Salt Lake City that's kind of nice he and Renee doing their work but my favorite part was Jingles just tweeting out a happy birthday to one of his old teammates. Just tweeted out, happy birthday, brother, at Ricky Rubio 9 Love heart emoji. <laughs> it's just so Jingles. I loved every second of it. That was great. Jingles, you legend. Absolute classic. All right, let's do some game previews for the entire weekend. And they are brought to you by DraftKings. That's right, the new season is here. And our boys from down under out there battling it out for top sport. And thanks, top spot. There you go. Thanks to our friends at DraftKings. You can also get in the action as well and take on the competition. And if you think you've got what it takes, then you can win thousands in prizes. Entry is cheap as. So if you're new to Daily Fantasy, you may have drafted your uh, season-long fantasy team. If you're like, oh, geez, this one sucks, then jump on Daily because obviously Daily, you get to draft a whole new team out of the uh, players that are active on that same day. It is awesome. You uh, basically go in there, Use dkng.co slash Australia, go to DraftKings, create an account, make a deposit, join a contest, pick your players, stay within the salary cap, and then sit back, watch the players deliver, and hopefully you'll climb the leaderboard for your shot at massive prizes. So to enter, go to dkng.co slash Australia. That's dkng.co slash Australia. All the links are on our website and on the socials as well, so go check it out. Either way, enter now. What are you waiting for? If you think you've got what it takes to take on the competition and test your basketball knowledge against me, Jimmy, then boom, get right around it. DraftKings Australia, dkng.co slash Australia. Right, game previews. We went two of three in our picks today. We nailed Atlanta and we nailed uh, the Clippers plus three and a half yesterday. So missed out pretty badly on Milwaukee. So we're nine of 16 for the year already. Pretty good clip. Tomorrow, we have some absolute belters. We've got Nick's Magic. Bit of a throwback. Uh, the Knicks are seven and a half point favorites against the Magic. I'm taking the Knicks there because the Magic are a rabble. They're very young. They're very inexperienced. And the Knicks, we saw it against Boston. They will try to shoot themselves in the foot, but they just do have a lot of talent and a lot of vets on their team. So give me the Knicks minus seven and a half. 
to smoke the magic, even in Orlando. Charlotte go to. Oh, no, watch out, Cleveland. Cleveland. Cleveland, minus three and a half point favorites on the road as Charlotte, which is pretty crazy. Look, it's not that crazy, though, when you think about it and go, oh, yeah, Cleveland don't play any defense. Charlotte are going to shred. And I'm going to take Charlotte minus three and a half here because the sex man, Darius Garland, Mobley, Jared Allen, there's a lot of size, and that could give Charlotte a lot of problems, but Gordy Haywood, LaMelo, and Co. should be able to deal with that because I think they'll be too fast. They'll have too many weapons. Charlotte will win that minus three and a half. Indy, go to Washington. Indy are one and a half point underdogs in Washington. I'm taking Indy here. I think they are a very solid, well-balanced team. Washington, look, they'll be the Beal show for a little bit. We've got a good game. Maybe not a great shooting game out of Coos last game, but Trez played his ass off. Spencer Dinwiddie's finding his way. I just think Indy, with all their sort of institutional knowledge, should be all right in a couple of these early games. Rick Carlisle, good coach. I think I'm going to take Indy plus one and a half there. Brooklyn, Philly. What a belter this is. Brooklyn, the two and a half point favorites against Philly. I'm going to take Brooklyn. I just think KD, Harden, all of those vets, just going to be a little bit too much for Philly. But at the same time, wouldn't be giantly surprised if Philly turned around and won this just because Embiid is amazing and no one in Brooklyn can try to stop him. So I think Brooklyn win a shootout just. They win it by three or four. Wouldn't be surprised if Philly flipped that script, though. So I'm going to take Brooklyn for now. I don't feel great about it. Toronto go to Boston. This is a weird one. Would the real Toronto Raptors please stand up? They go to Boston. Boston played that amazing, really crazy game in New York with their opener. Toronto got their ass kicked by Washington. Toronto six point six and a half point underdogs against Boston. I want to take Toronto. I'm going to. I think they play a tough one against Boston. I think Boston pull it out, though. Tatum bounces back. OKC, they're one and a half point favorites against Houston. I'm taking OKC in that one. I just think both teams are young. Both teams are inexperienced. I think OKC have maybe a slight edge in SGA, Dort, Giddy over Houston, who uh, have a lot of gunners. They've got a lot of KPG, a lot of Jalen Green, a lot of Eric Gordon, a lot of Christian Wood, but I think OKC can pull this one out. So give me OKC plus one and a half. That's just a bit of faith in Giddy. Pelicans, they go to Chicago. Chicago, six and a half point favorites. I'm not trusting the Pelicans with any cover at this point. And the thing is, I wouldn't really trust Chicago either. But Chicago at home against a weird, wonky Pelicans team. I'll just have to take Chicago minus six and a half. Denver, seven and a half point favorites against San Antonio. That's a belter of a game. Nikola Jokic, hello. I reckon he crushes it. MPJ goes off as well. I'm going to take Denver minus seven and a half. Sacramento host Utah. One of their weird teams. I'm going to take Sacramento here, plus five and a half at home. Utah seemingly just get a bit weirded out by Sacramento. So let's see that happen. I think this is a weirdly close one. Go Kings. Phoenix, half point underdogs in LA against the Lakers. I'm taking Phoenix here. I don't feel good about this one, but it's going to be weird for one of these two teams to start off 0-2, and I don't think it'll be Phoenix. I think the Lakers will still have that weird discombobulated vibe to them. And I think Phoenix just squeak by and get their first win. So I'm going with the plus half a point win. Sunday, we've got eight games. We've got Atlanta at Cleveland. I think Cleveland start the year 0-3. Atlanta get another win. Miami will beat Indiana in Indianapolis. Give me the hooters. Dallas will then go to Toronto. I think Luca hanging out with his mate Goran the Flog. Tragic. I think the Mavs get on the board, and Toronto is sitting there going, what is going on? Why are we 0-3? Chicago host Detroit. We just saw this the other day. I think Chicago really lay the smack down this time. 
even if it is on a back-to-back, uh, I think Chicago should be, should, should be okay. Even after a tough game, maybe against the Pelicans the day before. Wouldn't be surprised if Detroit won that one. Give me Chicago. That one's at 11 a.m. Uh, we've got Minnesota hosting New Orleans again. Chicago uh, the day before for the Pelicans. Then they go to Minnesota. I'm going to take Minnesota. That'll be nice and fresh. Milwaukee go to San Antonio. The San Antonio Bandera Spurs on a back-to-back, having just played in Denver. I'm going to take Milwaukee going into San Antonio and beating them. Phoenix then go to Portland on a back-to-back for them. I think Portland can win that one. Uh, Phoenix, look, it's a bit of a weird one. If Portland lose this, then the Dame watch really starts getting a little bit hairy for Blazers fans. Memphis go into LA to play the Clippers, and I think Memphis win that one as well. Always a great matchup. Memphis versus Clippers. Go Grizz. Monday, starting at 7 a.m. Those Sunday games, BT Dubs, start at 9 a.m. with Atlanta. 7 a.m. for Brooklyn hosting Charlotte, giving the Nets. The Knicks take on Orlando again, 10 a.m. on Monday. Boston go to Houston. The Celtics will win that. Philly go to OKC and unfortunately will kick the crap out of Gideon Co. The Warriors go to Sacramento. The Warriors. Watch out. I'm going to take Sacramento. I think Sacramento to start off as the weird team who are the absolute belter out of nowhere. So give me the Kings. And finally, the Lakers host Memphis. And I think the Grizzlies, after two days in LA, I think the Lakers get them there. And the Lakers finally get their first win of the season, which will be hilarious. So there you go. Holy moly. That's an entire week. Go to dkng.co slash stray to play your daily fantasy. And remember, be responsible. Don't be a dickhead. Right. That's it for this week. It's good to be back daily. I'll tell you that much. We're back on Monday to wrap up an entire weekend's worth for you. Keeping you up to date and all the ins and outs of the NBA. That's what we do here on NBA Australia. So we'll wrap up all the games and all the storylines and all the dumb fun stuff. Probably be hungover. I love this. Lockdown's over. We're going to the pub! Woo! Anyway, uh, in the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Face the IG. We're all over the socials. Get around NFL Australia with me and Gaz. Gaz and I, as it were, to use the Queen's English. Uh, we're talking all the stuff you need to know about the NFL week in, week out over on NFL Australia. It's always a really good one. Just getting shit-faced on a Tuesday night, talking it up. Uh, check out Adam with World Wrestling Australia. He's talking about NXT last week with five Aussies involved. He's got all the usual segments. Go check out World Wrestling Australia on YouTube or follow FWCIE on Twitter for all the links to the new episodes. Go get around the NBAAustralia.com slash shop. The NBA Australia shop. That's right. We've got new t-shirts there. I'm wearing one right now. God damn, they're good. I'm pretty happy that we uh, got the AS staple t-shirts. They're so comfy and so nice. Anyway, go check it out, nbastradio.com slash shop. Check us a rating review on your, uh, what is it, your podcast app. Do that. Don't be an arsehole. Manscaped. Use the code Straya at manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping with that. Come on. Buy yourself a present. Get the missus to buy you a present. Whatever. Get your bloke to buy you a present if you're the missus. Who knows? Whatever you're up to. Get some amazing body hair trimmers. Get some shavers. Whatever you need from manscaped.com. TheDailyLicker.com. Use the code Straya. Get a free six-pack. Knowable. Download that from App Store. Get 20% off with the code Straya. Big thanks to From Oslo from the intro and outro song. Go check out their band, House Hats, their new band. Uh, their album, Running Out of Time, is out now, and it's awesome. Big thanks to Joshua Delarendis, Fascinated, Goldmines, Ramshackle Alami, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green Green Green, and Dozers for the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp. Triple J on Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify, however you listen to your tunes. And remember, NBA Australia supports Australian bands. Right. NBA's back. This has been fun. We're going to close out today's show with Greenies Green Thumb. That's right. Greenies Green Thumb, green tips for greener living with Josh Green. 
It's going to be a belter. And we'll catch you on Monday, you dickheads. Have a great weekend. We're going to the pub. This is NBA Australia saying, we're going to the pub. Oh, g'day. I'm Josh Green, and look, right righto, this is, uh, I'll tell you what, Greeny, Josh Green here with Greeny's Green Thumbs, Green Tips for Greener Living with Josh Green. Because, I'll tell you, I grew up in Sydney, but I love nature, and I love gardens, and I love having a green thumb. It's not just because my last name's Green, and not just because I don't mind, no, I'm gonna, not going to say anything more there, but I'm just getting out there in the great outdoors, I just love digging, Shoveling, pruning, raking, watering, all the good stuff. There's nothing better than getting out there, getting your hands in the soil and just really communing with nature. So I just love it. I love the garden. I just fucking love it. Righto. So look, now's the time that you want to go out there and plant your tomatoes. I fucking love tomatoes. And your chilies. The chilies. I fucking love chilies. And your capsicums, they're really tough. I fucking love capsicums. Green, yellow, fucking red. So go on, get in there, get in the fucking compost. Fucking soil. I love worms. Oh, <laughs> love it. There you go. Get out there and get in your bloody garden. Oh, done. Oh, yeah, so there you go. Oh, I just love getting in the garden. So, yeah, see you. Next time I'll be back with some more green tips with Greenies, green thumb, green tips for green and living with Greenie, Josh Green.